Hey there, and welcome back to the SE Seller Podcast. I'm your host, Cody McGuffey, and today I'm excited to share with you this episode where we are lucky enough to sit down with Rich, have him on the podcast, where he shares the ups and downs of his entrepreneurial journey, all leading up to now, helping others generate six, seven figures in revenue through various platforms, including Etsy. Rich is a seasoned veteran of the e-commerce industry with years of experience under his belt. And today we talk about how he hustled his way up by just focusing on what he loves doing as a creative entrepreneur. We have an awesome episode for you guys today. As always, the podcast is brought to you by Everbee, and we believe that everyone deserves the opportunity to pursue their passions and live life on their own terms. We believe in making e-commerce accessible to everyone in the world and using it to make a positive impact in their families and their communities. And Everbee is the Etsy growth tool that helps Etsy sellers find those winning products and get more sales. With Everbee, you can see the revenue of a product, you can see monthly sales a listing is generating, you can see the tags that each listing is using to drive their SEO, and you can understand the keyword search volume, meaning you can understand what people are searching for on Etsy, and you actually can see what they're buying on Etsy. It's a tool you guys need to be using to grow your Etsy business. So sign up for free today at everbee.io. Here's a clip from today's show. Thanks for coming in. Uh, no problem, man. I appreciate you. No, of course, man. Tell us a little bit about your story, man, because you have you know a lot of stuff about a lot of things about online selling, <laughs> and I mean it. I mean, it. so I really appreciate you coming in and sharing value with with everyone here. So tell us, like, what's your story? All right, so I started a long time ago. So just the entrepreneur path. The people who don't know me, my name is Rich. I have a YouTube channel called Hustle Ninjas, where most of it is based around apparel printing, print on demand, selling on Etsy, your own website, selling on Amazon. But just to rewind back, I guess, towards like the beginning, since I was like 13, 14 years old, and just to give some more detail on that, I'm 32 years old now. So that was, that was a long time ago for me. I got into graphic design early and, you know, as my skills like progressed, I guess, um, the first thing I sold was just a digital file, a graphic design for a nightclub you know, just like a, a promo flyer. So I sold that for 50 bucks. And that was like my first like taste of like the entrepreneur world. And then from there, I, I got real quick connections to, so it, it wasn't necessarily a nightclub ad. It was, uh, so my sister's boyfriend at the time, she's a lot older than me. She's like 10 years older, <clears throat> eight years older. And she was dating someone who's in a fraternity and he, uh, he throws parties, fraternity parties. Yeah, yeah, so I yeah. made a design for that. And then from there, you know, uh, someone who owned a nightclub asked for my contact and I was making yep. designs for them. And then from there, uh, someone from a radio station got my contact and I was doing a lot of design work for radio stations and whatnot. And then I was like posting all of these examples on MySpace at the time. And that <laughs> yeah. was how I was getting like a lot of my leads and people on MySpace were ordering from me and I was getting not only PayPal, like PayPal was still like, I want to say like kind of new still. Mm -hmm. That was about 2003, 2004. It wasn't Crazy. new, but you know, people are still trying to find a way to do transactions on the web. I was still yep. getting money via Western Union. So people send me money through Crazy. Western Union and then I would send them the actual design. So, so, so this is how many years ago? Like 2003, that was the first time you did something. That's about 20 years ago. Wow. Crazy. And so you have a design, like I design background, I guess, right? Like, would you say that? Or cause obviously people are hiring you for designs. Oh yeah. So I mean, most of it came from like the design space, like my, my full background is just coming from the whole design spaces. So from that time when I was like 13 to about 18, 19 years old, I did that for a long time. I was just like doing designs, billboard design, business card designs, you know, just pretty much. It's an agency, like your, your digital, like a design agency, I guess in a small sense, I guess. Right. Yeah. Everything like in the promo space. So I guess when I was about 20 years old, 
I moved to Atlanta, Georgia. I was born and raised by two hours south from Atlanta. I bought a printer and we started printing flyers and whatnot, like physical mm -hmm. uh, flyers. Because and usually whenever someone was ordering from me, they pay me $50 and they would have me forward the design to like a printing company. And now it's like an extra two, 300 bucks that we were missing out on because someone else was printing it. So it, it took me 10 years to be like, okay, we should purchase a printer. Me and my cousin, we put in the money to purchase a printer and we started printing out flyers. How much you so pay for that? Bought, Curious, how much you pay printer? for that? Yeah. Uh, it's like 10 grand. Wow. Okay. Yeah. But to me, so it was a lot. I was only like 19, 20 years old. Give you a sense, right? Like most people listening to this right now, like 10 grand is a lot of money to invest in a business, right? Yeah. Invest in themselves. So it's a big leap, especially at that time. Like I totally get that. Like you're basically taking a bet on yourself, man. So like, that's amazing. So especially like when you're like 20, 21, something like that you said? Yeah. About 2021 is when, when I moved. Uh, to Atlanta because I was still back and forth and I, I had to uh, I had to get an apartment downtown with a garage so that we could fit the uh, the printer in there and we had like a this large cutter that because whenever you print a flyer it's actually like six flyers on there okay. and then you have to get a large cutter to actually like cut it yep. all the sheets down so we had to uh, put that inside of my garage and at that same time I decided to go back to school I took about like a two-year break from uh, after I graduated high school I went to AIU for graphic design. So, okay. So um, your passion's design, like you basically wanted to continue going down that path at this point. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if it was my passion. I think it was just almost like, it was just st stuck to me. It was just like a part of me. I'm passionate about like design or just like, yeah, probably in the creative space in general. Okay. Because like during that whole time period, a lot happened between the time I was 18 years old to I, I finished college. Cause mm -hmm. then I got into you know, we were printing flyers. I got into videography. I was doing wedding videos. Okay. I was yeah. doing um, music videos. Like I was actually shooting. I was editing them. That's wild, man. That, so, <laughs> yeah. so like that makes sense why like your, um, your YouTube channel is called Hustler Ninjas, right? Literally like all I hear is hustle. Like, <laughs> yeah. So like I bounce around a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and then also I think, let me see. So my first son was born when I was 23. How many so, kids you have? I have two kids. Oh, cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. So when I was 23, I was wrapping up with college and I didn't have time to be uh, running around doing videos and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. from the time frame, like I was 22 to about 24, I was already transitioning. I was trying to make like, find a way to get into more of like the online space. Yeah. Cause like course. I was selling on Fiverr in 2000, man, this is crazy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 2000. I don't know, man. It was a while Whatever. ago. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. So during that time period, though, I was selling on Fiverr, and that was also like my first taste of selling online a lot more. Yeah. Instead of like, you know, when I was younger, I was selling on MySpace, and but there was no system to it. Mm -hmm. Fiverr was kind of the first taste of like someone's placing order. All I have to do is send it, like upload mm -hmm. the file, and then they have it, and then already have the money. That was the yep. first time I had like a taste of like an e-com system. Mm -hmm. So. What I did was I listed my flyer designs. They were all templates. I had thousands of templates at this point for $5. We was only getting $4. This is when Fiverr was literally $5. That's what Fiverr is known for yep. before like, they increase all their prices, right? Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So Fiverr was literally just everything on there was based off of $5. <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> okay. So I would make people flyer designs for $5. Okay. So, you know, I, I did, I don't know how much I did, but it was like, I did like a few thousand dollars in sales and it was just, it was real cool to me because they would like type in the event that they wanted and the date and they want it. And to them, it probably looked like I made the whole thing from scratch, but I had thousands of templates sure. at this point to just like play with. So they needed some for a baby shower. I just like plugged in the dates and whatnot, sent it back. Yep. So that was my first taste of like selling online. So wow. um, 
from there, I got into, uh, I was flipping things on eBay. I did like the private label route on Amazon. I was ordering things on Alibaba, a lot of different things until I finally graduated from college is whenever I got into uh, finding Etsy. That was about 2013, 2014. Yeah, okay. so I was 23, 24. And then I actually started off on Etsy selling stickers, like decals. I bought sure. a vinyl cutter and I was attempting to sell uh, stickers because a lot of people were buying those monogram stickers at the time. Yep. Like they wanted to put it on their wall or their car or like, you know, if you have like a, a stand-up shower, like the glass on there. So I was doing that, but it was so irritating. I, I, I probably only made like $100, $200 in sales within the first month, okay. but it was, it was discouraging to me because like it, it's hard to make uh, vinyl stickers if you're impatient because once you lift up a piece of uh, the sticker and if it touches another part, then it's like kind of stuck uh, to each other. See. Okay. Yeah, so it was irritating. So I sold that vinyl cutter and I was like, I gave up for probably like a solid month before I even you know, pick myself back up. And then I got back on Etsy in August of that year. And then I started to sell back to school t-shirts. I went to go buy another vinyl cutter. I didn't know you can use a vinyl cutter to make t-shirts. So mm. I bought a vinyl cutter uh, and a heat press about 500 bucks off of a uh, thing. It was like Craigslist or something at the time. Okay. And then man, so I posted back to school t-shirts and man, I did over a uh, $10,000 in sales that that first month getting back on it to then it was like all right now oh you, gotta, you see it you saw the light at that point right it's like almost yeah. like a trigger went off like oh wow this is the potential is huge here like yeah it's huge so from there man I just got into t-shirts t-shirts Etsy from Etsy see I was already aware of like Amazon I got back into Amazon mm -hmm. and over time I started selling on my own website then I started to move too fast again and then I started to do like try to do some clothing brands here and there so much stuff going on. Yep. And I think that was always my problem before I even like found like consistent sales is that I always try to do too much. Mm. And then eventually, like I just focused on Etsy and t-shirts. Then once that started doing really well, then I took it over to Amazon, the t-shirts, and then I did it on my own website. So that's cool. So much yeah. So many different things. And then finally just like kind of uh, focusing Focus. on, on like one product or just like one general product that took me a long way. See, man, like, so let's pause right there for a second. That's so powerful. I think for somebody to hear, because I personally have done that too, where like, you know, we have so many ideas, so many businesses, so many products, like entrepreneur mind is like a hustler, like for example, like for like you is your mind is exploding with ideas. You believe you could actually do everything all at once yeah. and, um, <clears throat> and you probably can, but you won't be able to be great at anything. Uh, right. Like you'll kind of be average at everything. So like the awareness that you had eventually at some point to like basically shift to like, oh, this thing has a lot of potential. I'm going to re- I'm going to invest all my energy into that one yeah. thing. Maybe there's two things at the time. And that's kind of where it started to take off for you. Yeah, it was. So like that first full year on Etsy, I did over six figures. And then eventually we crossed over seven figures, like right before COVID. And then of course, everybody's sales exploded during COVID. But like the year before is when I actually got on YouTube and started just like pouring my knowledge back into, you know, trying to teach or trying to grow a platform. I really didn't even know I was growing a platform. I was just doing it for fun because mm -hmm. that was another piece of me. Like I liked videography, like I'm a creative at heart. So I like doing, I just like creating different things. So yeah. I like to make videos. I posted on there. Not too many people were watching, but over time, like a few people here and there were watching. Yep. Uh, I put a, I put a course and a program on there. I was giving out free information and then people were saying it was helping them out. So it was just crazy. 
it's happened like organically for you. Cause I think, um, I don't know if you would agree with this, but like you, you had a gift, right? Your gift is like, you know, what you're the best at for the minimum, minimum amount of effort, right? Like design is one of your gifts, right? Whether you're the, yeah. like, that's a gift and like sharing the, the knowledge that you have is also like a gift, right? What's what you do on your YouTube channel. It's not like you, it doesn't sound like it's your mission in life to grow your YouTube channel, but it just happened organically because it's, you're good at it and you obviously have success and people want to be successful too. So man, hats off to you seriously for that. That's really cool. I oh, appreciate you, man. So backing up a little bit for the numbers, because everyone on this, on listening to this right now, we enjoy talking about numbers, the details of things, because not everybody shares. There's like what you just shared, right? My yeah, first yeah. year I made a hundred thousand, right? Plus, I mean, six figures. And then the next year you did over seven figures, which just make sure everybody understands like that's, that's over a million dollars in revenue. That's amazing, man. Seriously. For your second year on Etsy, that's crushing. No, it wasn't my second year. It was, it was a few years on there. Whatever uh, it is. First year it was like 140. The second year it was about 300 and something. Third year it was like over 500. It wasn't until it's like probably COVID years whenever we hit over seven figures. So, okay. Yeah. yeah, my fault. But either way, that's yeah, actually even better, to be honest. Like that's actually sustainable growth. <laughs> yeah. It's not like you got lucky. Like you actually grew this thing over time yeah. like, by doing the right things. Like, well, see, that's where my numbers get mixed up because then I was also doing Amazon and stuff. And we would hit big numbers on Amazon, but like the margins is, is way different. And sure. then like we would always like say if we had a hot seller that was on Etsy and it's also winning on Amazon, then that was something that we knew we could throw on our own okay. uh, website and run Facebook ads on it. So we would get extra sales off of Shopify. So for anybody who watches my YouTube videos, they they have an idea of like how it works now. And then like, there's always like sales of like, Yep. Multiple different places. So. <laughs> Actually, I'm very, yeah, very similar in my e-commerce journey too, right? Like we would find one thing that would sell really well on, on Etsy. And then we kind of like sell on Shopify. And then if, if it made sense to go to Amazon, we'd do the same thing. And like, when we talk about numbers, high level, like we just basically say like your total revenue amount for the across all platforms, right? You know, you don't yeah, necessarily yeah, have yeah. the breakdown on Etsy. I understand that for sure. Yeah, yeah for sure. But even yeah. if Etsy is just a portion of that, like that's crushing, right? Let's be honest. Like that's awesome. And there's a lot of people watching right now who have like a hundred sales or zero sales, right? And they're just kind of started out. And when they hear your story, it's probably really inspiring one, but it's also maybe like a little bit of like, yeah, but like Riches has been hustling like since he was born, right? Like, <laughs> I'm just getting into this thing for the first time, like this year, mm -hmm. can I make it, you know? And what would you say yeah. to that person that's right I, now? I mean, uh, you can definitely still make it. It's just, it's really all about that focus because I, I gave up on Etsy before I even did really good numbers because like I was frustrated um I didn't have enough time to fulfill orders and I didn't have time to post more listings and then even before then like just flipping things like on Amazon or it's so easy to get sidetracked in this mm -hmm. in this whole YouTube Instagram <laughs> social media world now it's like you hear someone talking about stocks and like how they just came up overnight you waste a whole next day like trying to figure <laughs> that out. Bitcoin crypto yeah so it, it's so easy to get distracted. Sometimes you got to shut the world down and just like, if you know something is working, you really have to focus in on that. It, it, it's even harder nowadays to, to focus. So, you know, hats off to anybody else who's like trying to start right now and, you know, even listening to this because then you, you have an idea of like the route you want to go. You just really got to just focus on that one route. I love it. Going a little deeper into that, you sold, you said t-shirts. Do you believe like there's two ways to have an Etsy shop, for example, in my world, at least in my head, at least is like more of like a general store. Like maybe I sell like a lot of different products or maybe I sell to like a specific audience, like a niche, right? Like I'm, I'm serving like a specific type of people, like bridesmaids, for example, or something like that. What do you believe necessarily that is the best way to do it? Obviously you could be successful in both, but what do you think? I believe in niche products, but everything I've always done has been as a, as a group is just like a general storefront. 
Interesting. You know? Yeah. I mean, because like most people, if you look at the data, like most people convert just off the listing itself, not from the actual storefront. People come onto Etsy and they type in what they're looking for. And then most people are converting off that single listing unless they're looking for like a similar design. And as soon as they click on the shop, it's like all over the place. Unless like, see, I, I do see like a handful of like those bridal shops though. They are crushing it. Just like <laughs> focus on, see, I get sidetracked too. So yeah, like, yeah, yeah, me, me like, too. <laughs> yeah, but I've always done the whole general thing because like there's always so so many ways you can, you can dip, like say, like the bridal shops are cool, but and then like, you know, everyone knows like when the elections come around, you know <laughs> yeah. like sales go crazy so for all. Um, yeah so it's like that's not a niche that you can dive back into um if you're just like focus on bridal stuff or just any type of trending product like we use google trends a lot so just knowing like what events and whatnot are happening right now staying in the nose staying in the trends you would only it. be able to do that with like just a general storefront I totally get that. Yeah. It basically kind of gives you, um, I guess the down, the only downside is pretty honest or pretty, pretty obvious is like, you can't really build like a loyal audience that way necessarily. Right. Yeah. But that's okay. If, if you, if it's, if that's what you enjoy doing, I guess, but the brand building is probably the tough part there. Right. Yeah. Brand building is definitely tough. I mean, if you really, really want to win, um, it's just going to be brand building and, uh, you want data. So, I mean, you wouldn't really want to be on Etsy to begin with. I mean, you yep. can use it as like a, like a lever. Uh, yeah I, I guess it would say like almost like a lead magnet if like you have like like i'm I, I can probably guarantee all those bridal shops who just like focused in on like just that one niche i'm sure they put in cards that go back to their own website you mm -hmm. know because if you really want that brand building you're gonna want to be on your own website anyways yep but the base so to anybody listening there is like um Basically, what Rich is saying is like to you could start on Etsy, or maybe you can have Etsy be a sales channel for you. But the mm -hmm. idea is that like it's awesome; it's a really, really cool platform. But as far as like building that brand that you want to sell one day, like hmm. you want to build this thing to like be a multi-million dollar company and then actually sell right. to a buyer, it's hard to do on Etsy. So this would be like you could start on Etsy, you can crush it on Etsy, but then eventually you want to like diversify into like your own website and actually build the brand on that website. And Etsy would be a sales channel for you. And Amazon would be yeah. a sales channel for you and eBay yeah. or whatever would be a sales channel for you. Right. Right. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the only other thing too, is like most people who are, if you are just starting, there's so much more skills involved that you would have to learn. That's going to discourage you even more like website building and have someone trust your website. That's already hard itself. Like people already trust Etsy. People already, already trust like the marketplace and people come on here because they're ready to convert. It's like you throw someone on your own website. And like, it's your first time building a website. Now you have to focus on creating a nice listing, creating a nice design on top of creating a nice website that people trust. And then you got to get the traffic to that <laughs> yep. website. So it's like a whole nother layer of like, just having to yep. learn. Totally agree with that. And like, and whereas Etsy is like, they bring the traffic, they bring the trust, they bring the credibility, they bring the structure, they bring the technology that needs, needs to power very easily. All you need to do is find a product or make a product that people want to buy. Right. And you can do that in a variety of ways. Google trends is one of them, but like everybody, obviously it's no shame and like plugging that, like sell things that people are already looking for and buying. And then you have to obviously create images and then a title and tags and description. Right. And it's like, yeah, yeah. 
your setup at least. Right. And then see, that's the uh, conversation a lot of people have whenever they're like, oh man, Etsy fees are so high. Like, you know, from five to all the way up to 15% if you're doing offside ads and whatnot, mm -hmm. like they're like, oh, the, the fees are so high. For someone who's starting off, they might think those fees are high, but like when you're on your own website, those fees are just as high. And whenever like you spend it on marketing and whatnot, it's not all the way up until like you just get automatic organic traffic is like whenever you're just paying that two, 3% transaction rate. Totally agree with that. Yeah, I agree, man. Like Etsy is very affordable, actually, considering <laughs> yeah. all those things, right? They bring the traffic, but you do have to understand like how to build a nice listing still too. And yeah, yeah, you, absolutely. It's still a, like a transaction, like on the internet, whereas like, you know, one's trusting somebody in person, like this thing is, they have to trust this listing enough to actually convert on it. We spend a second on that actually, because you have, you actually shared before the call, you have some like, you have some like students that are like crushing, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I just now found this out myself because we had the program where um, they, it's pretty much self-paced, self-paced, but we're changing that to more of like some one-on-one -on -one coaching or some group coaching. And I'm actually bringing on some, uh, some other seven figure sellers to, to help me coach too. And we'll actually also have, so two of my previous students, one of them's about to cross a million dollars this year. They've done over 900,000 exact number. It's like 900 and on which platform on Etsy. So on in the past two, three years, they've done $977,000 in sales. And this is Canadian 21,000 orders in the past three years. So I guess roughly $330,000 a year. Or probably, Crushing. yeah, 2020, 2021, yep, and 2022. So, yeah, so it, it's crazy. And um, him on as an accountability coach, but it's just crazy how you can, if you if you take the knowledge and you stick to it, then, you know, you can, it, to me, it's life-changing. Like, the, the first time I saw, like, where I'm at now, it, it's, it's kind of whatever. Like, I'm still grateful for it, but, you know, it's one of those situations where, you're satisfied, but you still want more. Right. But the first time I hit like that first $10,000, it was just like life-changing, even though it wasn't all net. It was just like, yep. now there's opportunity for me. There's just, there's just so much more out there. So I don't even say these numbers just to like blow people's minds. I just want people to understand, like there's potential here. There's power. Yeah, there's potential, there's power. And I want people to know it's possible. Cause like, even though like we live in an age of like, like social media, like anybody can come on here and like, make up yep. numbers or something i want people to understand like even if that person is making up numbers or something it's like it's still it's true still, there's still yeah, truth in here somewhere yeah there's still truth in it somewhere you just gotta watch the people make sure it's not yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so that's like a whole other story but I, I just want people to know that like you know they can change their life on this single platform so many people here and are are listening to this and they're driving to work they are driving home from work um they they want like maybe they want out of their job or they want the option to at least leave their job maybe they don't want to leave the job necessarily but maybe they want the option right. to to do it and i think that what you just said is speaks to them is like um you know this this e-commerce thing you're on the right path by listening to this right listening to your story yeah. like they're on the right path just like keep going i guess for someone just like kind of starting out what's the next step you think in their in their journey like what would you tell them like what kind of action should they be taking right now you know after listening to this yeah so i mean like what i just mentioned is kind of mental so like i always personally i think half the game is mental and then the other half of course is the physical work mm -hmm. but like when it comes to like physical work like say if someone's on the way to work i'm sure when they get there they have a task that they have to do every single time they get to work whether it's clocking in or doing logging in on a computer or doing like checking something in an email replying back to a certain person there's always some kind of task that's like repeatable that like helps the business every single day so yep. that's like one thing when it comes to etsy is like 
listing an actual product, even if it's one product a day, that that's something that you should throw onto your schedule. Mm-hmm. If you if you want your your Etsy business to be like your job, you have to do like even Treat though like a it's job. different. Yeah, you have to do something that's that's similar every single day. There's like a task that you can focus on every single day. Whether you see the growth now or you see it next month is something that you know is gonna help. Yep. So it, it's I love that. Yeah, posting a listing that that one always helps. But you know, getting better at designs or purchasing designs, um, getting better at keywords, just product research in general is probably going to be the best thing that you can sharpen your skills on. Totally, man. Those are all super, super big takeaways. So guys, like if you're listening to this, like go home or when you're at home, like take notes and actually do the thing. So, so many people are out there, like it's really common, right? It's a fake work, right? Like you almost like convince yeah. that you're working when you're just like doing nothing, right? Um, right, right. So like, yeah, lock yourself in the office or lock yourself in the corner, lock yourself on your bed on your laptop and do something because the reality is like, you're going to get better regardless if, if you're just taking action, right? If you're creating a listing, even if it's yeah. like kind of a poor listing at first, obviously you want to uh, make it better and better, but like just create, uh, create the design, do the product research, like look at different niches with Everbee or other tools that any other tools that you're using and just like dive in, you know, and treat it like a job. Cause uh, like, you, like you were kind of alluding to, like, if you treat it like a hobby, it'll pay you like a hobby, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think the other thing on top of it too is like, uh, yeah, some people sit there and they kind of do nothing. But I, sometimes I think like they're just overwhelmed from going to work and then coming back and like they mm. soak in way too much information and then they're overwhelmed and they're just like kind of stuck. So yeah. really like I think you just have to dumb it down sometimes and and really like like right now I use monday.com. I just use the free version. I just yep. make a cloud to-do list. So it's like on my phone. And it's like, it's on nice. my desktop and like everything is just like set out in simple steps. So like I can mark it off if I did it that day. So just like creating a listing and I can mark it off. Like everyone has like a, a list of like a hundred things to do mm. every single day. So like when it comes to their free time to focus on their business, I think like they're just too overwhelmed. They don't know which task to focus on. I think you're so right. I think they should write it down and then like put it like prioritize it. If like, this is something they should be focused on today you know how urgent is this or like how much is this going to help their business so I, I think just creating a list of things to do and actually you know doing it that way crazy man so what do you think the like the list for for someone should do you already kind of said it like create a listing right create one listing so if you don't know which listing to create i guess go to ever be literally and like type in some some niche for its bridesmaids and just see the products and be like okay what can i create on here click it and be like, okay, I think I can make something like that and then change it 20% or like, what would you tell? Like, what, what should they put on their to-do list? Uh, so yeah, you could do it that way. Um, if you got design skills, then, you know, you could probably try to create an alternate design, but mm. the simple way I teach people too, is just, um, so you can use Everbee to see like which keywords are ranking and whatnot on a particular product. You go to that product and then you can validate if it's like it has good reviews or if it has a lot of sales, if they have their sales visible, then, you know, you have an idea if this is a good product or not. And then we take those same uh, uh, texts and we go to usptl.gov. Mm-hmm. We just want to make sure it's trademarked or not. Um, and then we make like a variation of it, right? So if you're already a designer, you can like try it this way. Yep but um, that's, that's solid by the way that's like step by step like somebody could take that away right now and I go apply that like that's obvious to you you're almost like yeah. it's like so obvious that you're like almost like just going through the motions yeah but yeah <laughs> somebody's never heard that before and that's why like I'm, I'm happy that you shared it so thanks for sharing that like step by step like go and do those things and you're going to learn so much in the process right and then so like I would take that um 
if you're a designer, you can already design. I wouldn't necessarily recommend going to Fiverr or, you know, finding a VA just yet because you don't know if this, this design is going to sell yet, but you can take a dollar or a dollar fifty and purchase an SVG. So there's always like an SVG mm. out there that's based around those same uh, keywords and whatnot. And then we actually list that for sale. And then you can see if that works for you. And if that works, then, you know, over time at a more mid to high level, you can uh, find a designer on Fiverr or find a designer, you know, find a VA and you mm -hmm. can get a list of these things and then send it off to them and then get multiple designs back to you. So, yeah, I think that's such a popular strategy. Actually, I talked to, talked to somebody recently that basically they used Everbee. They found like, a, they chose a niche right there. I was going to serve like, let's just call it like a cooking niche, right? People like to right. cook. And then they basically, um, they found a digital product, that, a couple of digital products that were crushing, you know, with Everbee. And like, they were just like, oh, wow, this thing is like doing so many sales, digital product. And they went to, but they didn't have the design experience, actually. They don't have the design skills. So then they, right. they took, they, they bought a couple of competitors. And then, but they had the cooking skills, like they knew cooking and they knew that like, when they bought these things, there's like, oh, there's like things in here I would improve. I would actually improve this product by like doing this. I think they should change this. We should change this. They put, they put their own flavor on it. They yeah, put their, right. they added value to it and they didn't just copy it. They added yeah. value to it. And then they sent it basically, um, sent their document or whatever it is that basically the scope of work to they hired somebody in Fiverr and basically saying like, Hey, here's a couple of examples, but like, I want mine to be, you know, different yeah. in these ways. And so then they, they took that after they did a couple of iterations with a designer, they got it, they uploaded it to Etsy. They used, you know, they created nice title, nice tags, nice description. They listed and nothing's had like over a hundred sales in the last 30 days mm. already. And they sell it for, it's like a pretty high value digital product. It's like $15. They charge you. Um, okay. they, yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. For, like a planner or something. <laughs> it's, a it's like a template type of thing. Exactly. Um, yeah. and, uh, and I'm just like, that's how you do it right there. Like you're not copying anybody. Like you're adding right. value to the marketplace. Uh, you're using validated data to like make that decision. Right. I'm like, no, that's textbook. I thought that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you always want to work backwards. I mean, you want to, you want to already know, like, you know, it's one of those scenarios where you don't reinvent the wheel, just like already do, do what's working, but don't like sit here and copy everything you you just use it to like understand like how, how they won right you can use it to, like figure out how they got a winning listing and then the the more unique you can actually be with your design the longer um lasting yep. you know it can live on on the marketplace like every like there's shops who who are killing it with like just text-based t-shirt designs and whatnot mm -hmm. but those shops are like constantly having to create more than just one listing a day like 10 listings a day and really automating that process but the more unique it can be the longer you can go without having to create too many listings i totally agree with that man like everything that we what we talk about like early that person i talk about is just like don't just copy it. it's an unhealthy like way to run business you know and right. just asking for bad things to happen like use it as inspiration but like spin it you know make yeah. it put your, put your flavor on it yeah absolutely where can people find you man so like where can people learn more from you where can people find you how can they get connected? However. Uh, so on Instagram is rich underscore K H U N. There's like, there's probably going to be like 30 or 40 of them. That's like fake. It's <laughs> not me. I only have one Instagram wow. it's rich underscore K H U N. Um, and then I have uh, YouTube, which is hustle ninjas. Love it, man. And do you offer any coaching or anything like that? Like to, to anybody that wants to kind of get closely connected or no? Uh, so it's limited, but like we have a, a private Facebook group where they can come in and then that's where we typically offer the coaching. So I don't know if I can get you that link or I'll, um, it should be in like some of my YouTube videos or yeah, someone yeah, can, can send me a DM. Okay. If anything, um, let's see. 
they can DM the word coaching and then we'll, we'll send them a link. Okay, cool. And I'll, we actually, if you want to send me that link, you can link it to the show notes in the description and stuff like that too. Thank you, bro, for coming on and sharing the value. Seriously, appreciate it. Hey man, appreciate you, man. You guys make sure you check out Everbee because it's going to help you guys with the keywords. Whenever people come to Etsy, it's the first thing they, they do is type in words. So, you, you know, you want to use an actual tool to, to figure out which those keywords that they're actually using. Appreciate you, man. Seriously, thank you again. Awesome. I will uh, talk to you soon, bro. Thank you, man. Cool. Later.